this is Kayla. And I'm Julianne. You're listening to The Balance Between. We're dedicated to bringing you the balance between health, business, and friendships. With Julianne's passion for helping you break up with diet culture. And Kayla's mission to guide you to your strongest self, one breath at a time. This podcast is all about finding your inner zen while living your best balance. Whatever that means to you. Hello and welcome to the Balance Between podcast. This is your host for the day, Kayla, and I am going to be sharing my top best tips for surviving the first trimester of pregnancy, but also maybe just pregnancy survival tips. So I definitely titled this first trimester because that's when these symptoms are most common, but I know so many people suffer throughout their entire pregnancy. So I'm really excited to share these tips because as I've been sharing them with clients or friends, the feedback is often, wow, I didn't know that. And it's funny being in this business and having gone through many certifications and courses and webinars and trainings, I forget what is common knowledge anymore and what maybe I've picked up through the courses I've taken. So thanks for listening and thanks for allowing me the chance to share some of these survival tips. Uh, Let's get right into it. So the first one, the first two I'm going to say are pretty obvious and well-known and the things that you'll hear the most, and that is hydration and rest. And with rest, I'm going to couple in like de-stressing rest. I think most of us know that being dehydrated and being under stress, physical or emotional stress, exacerbates everything, whether it's a common cold or um, a severe illness, whatever it is. So uh, first trimester symptoms are no exception and because it often feels like you have the flu. So what would you do if you had the flu? You would hydrate, rest, eat well, maybe take some medicine, which isn't really an option here, but there are some things you can take and we're going to talk about that. So I'm definitely not minimizing hydration and rest because they are crucial, but I want to go beyond that because there are some other smaller things that we can do to help fight the most common symptom, which is nausea. First trimester nausea is probably the biggest thing that people talk about, complain about. Um, I fortunately did not get sick. I never threw up, but I, if you know me, I'm not a throw up person. I would do anything in my power to prevent that. It really didn't feel like I had any gagging reflexes either. Like I know some people say that that's something that they experience. Um, no, I, I just felt super uneasy. Um, and a little queasy, I think, and just not sure what to eat, what was going to sit right. Uh, But the biggest thing for me, and I think for most people where they get confused, is that it's often not what you're eating that makes you nauseous, unless there's a food adversion. It's often the lack of food in your stomach that causes the acid to build up and then causes that feeling of nausea. So my number one tip is going to be as soon as you feel hungry, empty, almost nauseous, you have to find food. I say like find food like we're like scavengers, but hopefully you have a pantry full of food, a bag full of snacks, something that you can reach for. 
to keep something in your stomach. So there's a lot of science behind um, the fact that we confuse those two feelings, hunger and nausea, uh, especially during the first trimester. So really trying to pay attention to your body the second that hunger might kick in. That's the best way I can explain it. And for me, it felt like, oh my goodness, all of a sudden my stomach was empty and, and I was hungry and it was like an emergency is kind of how I felt. And when I honored that and went and found something, you know, filling, and we'll talk about that next, I was able to curb that nausea and start to feel a little bit more normal. The days where I was out running around or busy or forgot or just lazy, I don't know, whatever it was, and I didn't find food right away, that's when nausea would kick in and it would be really hard to fight back. So for me, that honestly looked like eating at least every two to three hours. And I say at least because it obviously depends on what you're eating, how filling it is, and how nutritious it is. <laughs> Sometimes if I didn't get anything significant, it was like 30, 45 minutes later, like I needed something else. So that leads me to number two, which is what you really want to be mindful of what you're eating. And I know that there are a lot of, I could only stomach this, or I only wanted that, and that's fine. Your doctor will even say, just eat, like, doesn't matter what it is in the first trimester, you'll get back on track in the second trimester, and that's true. But when we're talking about, like, fighting nausea and first trimester overall symptoms, protein with every single snack was a huge help for me, and I noticed the difference. If I just had a random cracker to try to, you know, settle my stomach or fill in a little bit of a hunger feeling that I had quickly it really wouldn't do much other than maybe make me more nauseous. When I went and got a almond flour cracker or a peanut butter filled something, peanut butter on toast, I don't know. I had a lot of peanut butter in the first trimester, peanut butter on fruit, like banana or apple. I felt so much better as soon as I ate it. And I think it's because, well, our bodies are craving protein. We know that. Um, but we also just need things that are going to satisfy that empty hunger feeling and sometimes just a simple carb or sugar is is really not the best even though it feels like it's what we want so there's just one thing to play with there are plenty of ways to add protein into snacks that don't involve certain food aversions that are common or maybe your food aversion is peanut butter and if you're listening i'm really sorry that i just mentioned it but i know chicken meats a lot of people don't want meat the first trimester and that's fine you don't need to like force meat down just because someone told you protein is good with every snack find nuts find um like the almond flour like the nut based crackers or breads and this is where gluten-free options can kind of come in handy because some not all have a little bit more protein or just uh, a different flour base or different substitution that can be better than just straight like white or wheat flour that may be upsetting your stomach a little bit more. All right, I'm going to jump to my number three, which was for me specifically peppermint was a huge one. Everything peppermint, like peppermint essential oils. And I just used the straight like full doTERRA Young Living, like actual oil to sniff and actually I would put some under my chin. Uh, any rollerball that had peppermint in it was also in my purse, probably. And peppermint tea. I love peppermint tea all the time. 
Um, if you've listened to this before, I think I've mentioned I've always kind of pour myself a cup of peppermint tea before I record an episode. And actually, I didn't do that today. And I haven't done it in a while now that I think about it. I think because I may have overdone peppermint in the first trimester. I still use it here and there, but not nearly as much. I think I just needed a break from it. I kind of forgot about that. And so for me, that was peppermint. It was an oil that worked. For you, it might be lavender or it might be, I don't know, vanilla. There's so many options out there for you to play with and so I'm just letting you know that peppermint was was mine I've heard from people that lavender is a really good one as well and then number four was extremely helpful for me I think I learned this in a nutrition course I took but I probably also heard it maybe from my midwife in an appointment when we were talking about this but Anyway, it's the strategy of taking your vitamins later in the day or, or just even at night. Iron is the most well-known vitamin that can cause nausea or just kind of make it worse if you take it earlier in the day. So most prenatal vitamins have iron in them. And if you're taking that first thing in the morning, it can kind of set you up for a crappy day. I did find this to be true because as soon as I switched that to the evening or my entire prenatal until the evening I was feeling a lot better earlier on in the day. The other one I also found to have the same effect was calcium and I didn't really think to look into this one but I think either my mom or my aunt someone mentioned that they also found that calcium would make them nauseous so I just figured oh well maybe that's contributing to this and I'm going to switch that to the evening and I, I did find that to be helpful and I guess I should mention I was taking calcium supplements or I still am taking calcium supplements outside of my prenatal just what was recommended to me by my doctor so depending on what you're taking maybe it's one simple prenatal and you just switch that to the evening maybe you're taking a bunch of different supplements throughout the day and you just want to kind of look into that maybe play around with what could be causing some upset stomach feelings um, and that kind of thing and maybe reevaluate the time of day that you're taking it, or if you're not taking it with food, uh, definitely try that. And yeah, okay, I hope that one helps. And then number five was, um, and I actually got this one at my first ultrasound appointment, which was at 10 weeks. So I was almost in the clear and out of the nausea phase, but uh, this, this tip really helped me. I started taking unisom tablets and actually i ended up doing the chewable unisom drug free um which i found at walgreens i don't know just any old drugstore and i took that before bed so that's a sleep aid whether it's the drug free version or the actual drug and it's safe for pregnancy but definitely check with your doctor and then i would take b6 first thing in the morning and again this is an extra B6 supplement on top of whatever was in my prenatal. So definitely ask your doctor about that one if you're curious. That to me worked magic. The Unisom helped me sleep at night, which I really wasn't getting good sleep because I was waking up at 3 or 4 a.m. like super nauseous. And the B6 kind of sets you up for the day to absorb things better and have um, less nausea throughout the day. That's a pretty well-known trick, I think. Oops, dropped my notes. Okay, so then with that, 
you also want to make sure you're taking enough B vitamins and there are several kinds. So just like look at your prenatal, ask your doctor, call the helpline. I think everyone under OB care during pregnancy has a help phone line. And if you don't, um, I don't know, you should check on that. And don't be afraid to call in and ask these kinds of questions. These are suggestions that have been given to me by either my doctors or through courses I've taken that I found to be helpful. So there you have it. Uh, so those are my five like nausea fighting tips. Now I mentioned that my nausea went away around week 10, 11, maybe like 11, 12. And it did just kind of suddenly go away. Like people say one day I just woke up and I didn't feel hungover and it was amazing. Uh, like a huge fog lifted up. And then I think it did sort of creep back in slightly here and there. Um, but not like that f heavy fog that, that you feel in like those earlier weeks. Now everyone's different. Sometimes it, it lasts longer. And so I'm not going to end this here saying, oh, and then I was great by 11 or 12 weeks. I felt amazing. And I cruised right into my second trimester. No, that was not the case for me. And I'm going to kind of share this as a little bit of, I hope this gives other people hope who might be going through similar situations because it is more common than not for people to really feel this hormone shift that happens as you transition from the first trimester into the second. There's still a lot happening. Yes, the placenta is taking over, um, progesterone levels are, are reaching a steady point, and several other factors. HCG is lowering. There's so many things happening in um, towards the end of the first trimester and into the second, but with that, there's a lot of changes happening. So your body could be feeling those effects in so many different ways. And for me, um, nausea went away, and extreme migraines kicked in and it was the most frustrating thing in the world because I really thought okay I'm in the clear and I feel great uh, and then it, I was just any hour of the day found myself completely bogged down by this like deep sinus headache migraine behind the eye Ugh, I don't know sometimes one side of my head sometimes both it was brutal and I know I'm not alone in this so I think I struggled with that from probably around weeks 12 to, I don't know, 14 or 15, probably 12 to 15. It was at least like a three week thing and it was horrible. And when I called the midwife high, and that was kind of when I was like at my last bit of patience, I just said, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make it through because you don't know when it's going to end, how long it's going to take. And... I'm so glad I called the hotline because they talked me off the ledge and suggested adding some hydration tablets and increasing my magnesium. So I take a magnesium powder every night and when my migraines were actually at their worst, I was traveling and I didn't have my magnesium with me. So that could have definitely made it worse looking back. So I went and grabbed some magnesium. She said double up on the dose. It's really easy for magnesium levels to drop especially towards the end of the first trimester for women and then I think I went in for my next appointment at 14 weeks yeah I think it was 14 and a half weeks and I still was really struggling with these headaches so yeah I definitely struggled through like week 15 and a half I'm gonna say <laughs> and uh, the next suggestion that was given to me was trying Claritin. Now, I was super hesitant. You know, you're not supposed to take drugs, but she highly 
recommended that I try Claritin and here and there Tylenol, which we know is sort of approved. Not sort of, it is. But of course there's hesitation when putting anything in your body while you're pregnant. And, and of course there's risk with everything that you do. So I was super hesitant with the Claritin thing, but I ended up trying it and I can't tell if it really worked. Maybe, you know, I think I notice it now if I wake up one day and I feel really stuffy or like a sinusy feeling going on and I take a Claritin, I do think it works. And that was her point. It's just inflammation is super high during pregnancy. And I think I'm pretty sure it's a lot higher when you're pregnant with girls. And so I'm having a girl. And so inflammation is just naturally up. So I don't know if it worked in the beginning. I think I was just in so much pain. Nothing was going to work. Uh, but now every couple days, not even, I wake up with a little bit of that feeling and I take a Claritin and it goes away. So I'm not suggesting that you take all these things or try everything, but I'm suggesting that you can ask your doctor for stuff like this because they do have tricks up their sleeves and there are things that are approved and safe for pregnant women to take. And I read this really interesting thing somewhere. I don't remember where, but it basically said, if you aren't feeling well, the best thing you can do for your baby is to get yourself better quick. The longer you feel down and out, or the longer your body is suffering, you know, the, the worse it is for your baby. So that kind of made me realize like, okay, I'm just going to take the Tylenol so that I feel better and that baby gets what baby needs. And even if you are feeling sick, you know, ask your doctor, but baby is usually totally safe. They're getting all your goods. You're the one suffering <laughs> on the outside trying to, you know, replenish all of the nutrients that the baby is taking from you. And yeah, I think that's it. But that's that's the biggest thing. I think you just want to make sure you can feel open to asking your doctor for suggestions because even if none of those nausea tricks work, they have things that they can give you and it's not worth you getting sick every single day. If there's something that exists that is safe that can prevent you from feeling that way. All right. And then, uh, so I'm just going to end with this thought here. This is really what worked for me. There are a lot of things that did not work for me. And I'm just going to quickly throw them out there. And that doesn't mean that they won't work for you. But I'm going to just mention them as things that I tried and didn't really see any improvement from. So that is ginger tablets. It actually made me feel worse. But I don't like ginger. So that could be why. Uh, the C-bands. I don't, I don't know. I wore them on desperate days, especially on an airplane and in the car sometimes, but didn't really notice any difference. And actually, I think that's it. I thought I had another one, but I don't. Pregnancy brain, right? Uh, which I can tell you kind of feels like a real thing. But I hope you found this helpful. If it's something that you find helpful, whether before you get pregnant or while you're in the middle of the first trimester or sometime after and you're just thinking about maybe getting pregnant again, uh, you know, enjoy. And if not, maybe you have a friend you can send this to that would really appreciate some not so obvious tips and tricks. And that's it. I'll come back on for a solo recording to go over some other pregnancy 
things that are going on, but I wanted to share this as a way of helping women just become more aware of the things that are out there to feel a little bit better. You don't have to suffer through. I hope that, you know, you don't suffer through your entire first trimester feeling like absolute crap with your head in the toilet. And when in doubt, go back to those first two things, hydration and rest. And the rest must be something that helps you de-stress so that the nervous system can stay calm and your body can do what it needs to do to create this new life, which is amazing. And even though it's so amazing, it can feel like such crap at the beginning, but it's all worth it. I am out of it completely into the middle of the second trimester right now as I'm recording this feeling so much better. Like just going through this, I feel like it's so in my past and it would be fine to go through again. And I, I hope that, you know, if you're listening, you have similar experience. My DMs are always open on my Instagram page at Kayla underscore prenatal fitness. And you can always subscribe, like, rate, leave a review, all the things here at the balance between podcasts. Thanks. And I'll talk to you guys later. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and share with your family and friends. Until next time, live with balance.